listeners, welcome to Turns Out She's Psychic, the podcast, spiritual musings, sometimes amusing. I'm Tracy, and I'm Laura. Hello, dear listeners, we're back again for another episode of Turns Out She's Psychic. In your ear holes. Yeah. And we're in person, we're together. We are, yay! We came together, we're celebrating our 50,000 downloads slash listens, however that gets worked out. It's so funny because we started the podcast to spend more time together (laughs) and to like be able to chat about all the things. Yeah. And for the last kind of two years, it's been anything but that. (laughs) Because we haven't been able to be together and chat really about all the things because it's been Mm. so like restricted with time and technology and location and all those kinds of things that it feels like it's good to be back and just chilling. Chilling out. Yeah. The kids are in the adjoining room. And the dogs. Fur kids, real kids. Dash and Bamboo are having a bit of a play date. They're a little bit crazy, so please excuse any background noise. Producer Maddie's pretty good at trying to buffer that, but yeah. we'll see how we go. Yeah. And also, it's funny that you say uh, we started this podcast with that intention. Mm. It's been so disjointed with all the, you know, COVID stuff regulations. However, when you say we started that podcast to talk about all the things, to spend more time doing it, it's literally pretty much the only time we spend together is at least doing the podcast. It's I like know. a good excuse. To yeah. keep us on because track. It wasn't like that before COVID though. No. But it turned into that with COVID. Yep. So it's like, thank goodness for it. Exactly. Because otherwise, who knows? That's so <laughs> funny. We would be dead to each other by now. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> I'm joking. It's in jest. And thank you, each and every one of you wonderful dear listeners for tuning in and putting up with us and yeah, <laughs> and sharing the love uh, to one another and to us via your lovely feedback that we receive. Mm. And that's a, someone, Michelle, um, posted, that's a lot of ear holes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of, a lot of penetration. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I'm really gross. I've had a wine, not going to lie. Oh, it just takes one with you, doesn't it? Yeah, it truly it does. It's great. Good value. Yeah, very good value. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cheap. <laughs> totally. Um, but bringing it, well, changing pace from that, we wanted to thank everybody's support from our last episode, from our beautiful Caitlin, who was brave enough to share her story and raise awareness for DV. So that was a privilege to hold space for her and anyone that tuned in and shared the love to her. Yeah. Has, has truly been felt. Yeah. I mean, we knew that, well, I knew that our audience would receive it the way that it needed to be received. Of course. Um, and I'm deeply grateful and appreciative for you doing that, but I knew you would. Um, but we know that we deviated, but I felt that, like I wrote in, in the post on Instagram, um, that issue is a real issue that is bigger than and greater than 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 any of us um and it's got to take people like us to be brave enough to to honor that and just go you know what whatever happens happens in terms of like I don't know how long ago it was that you checked how many listens that we've had oh I look every now and again but to be honest that's I don't know it's weird like it's great 
It's silly to say that's not what we came here for. But, but it's, truly, not, it's it, not silly to say that at all. But I think, like, it's it's not silly, but in all truth it's not. Like, it's not what we came here for. Yeah. Like, Caitlin it's literally, I have not been on our account in so long. Caitlin messaged me the other day just to see, to um, just a little text to just say, um, Hi, girl. Oh, hi. I hope that um, your listeners received the episode and didn't you didn't upset them too much, or I didn't upset them too much, and um, that you've had a heap of listens. <laughs> and thanks for the opportunity. Um, and so I, w- I wanted to let her know how many listens her oh, episode had. Oh, is that when you went on? Yes, yeah, so I yeah, went on to okay. see how many it yep. had, which was great because it had 625 listens, I think, in the first 24 hours. Goodness. And I was like, yeah, no, you should be happy because 600, well, 625 people, but that's like 1,300 e-holes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and oh, that's counting, you know, like our episodes, obviously, you know, I looked, what I saw as so well was that previous episodes usually sit at about half the listen. So about mm. half of our listeners listen back to the episodes again um, or new listeners come on and listen to it again as well and they're catching up in chronological order. Oh, well, please you. Yeah. So it's about half of that. It's about 350-odd that each week all episodes across the board kind of have that about that listen that's each week. general average. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I would never have known that or thought about it until I went on the other day to help, like, to give Caitlin that statistic just for her knowing. And then I saw the 50.6 whatever it is K listens and I was like, what? Mm. What? Well, I see that every week when yeah. I go in there and upload everything. So you would have known that we were close to 50. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't feel like sharing at all. Oh, <laughs> uh, numbers, you know. I just, yeah. Yeah. But you're right. It's a valid point. Celebrating is great. And well, any is. chance you have, when you have an opportunity to celebrate, you celebrate it. So I'm sorry for not sharing it and <laughs> well, not being Well, I think that more... it's just, it's more than for us to celebrate. It's for Maddie to celebrate. Yeah. It's for our listeners to celebrate mm-hmm. because like. It's a beautiful community. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a shared yep. celebration. I Absolutely. Mean, You're I'm just happy right. that yep. after, what, are we in our fourth year or our third year? Fourth season, fourth third season, year. Fourth season, third year. Yeah. I'm just happy that like that we're in ear holes to begin with. It's it's a privilege. It truly is. And it's so much fun. Yeah. And we made it of ourselves just for going, well, why not? We'll give it a go. Yeah. And it's um it is. It's everyone's time that listens, and time is such a valuable commodity, mm. probably the most valuable commodity anyone actually has to share. So yeah. for people that take the time to listen to what we have Good to talk point. about, amazing. And then we were able to you know, create turns out she's a witch yes, and be able to reach. Yes, going amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Was so ha- yep. to be able to bring that platform and help more people yep. and also bring Shannon out into the limelight. And put Shannon the just on Shan. does that so well. She does. She's like made for it. Mm, yep. And what's so cute is she doesn't even see that or realise that. She's no. just so humble. Yeah. Which makes her perfect. She does. Yeah. And we got to shoot some new photographs. Yes. We had a fun photo shoot the other oh day. Oh, my God, you guys. So uncomfortable. <laughs> Laura is like a yeah. robot in front of the camera. Oh, it's well, so cute. it's just the second that lens. You go so cute. I just, <laughs> see, I don't, it doesn't, it's not. And I wish I wasn't that cute. I wish I did sit just a bit more comfortable so I could just be a bit more myself. But 
that no so funny I need I'd love to work on that because I really would love some nice photos <laughs> you get over it when you've had like three or four photo shoots you just like okay let's just get this done you know which photos you kind of like of yourself you know what photo face yeah. to pull you know what you like you get in you get out and it's, it's just so thing. different we've yeah. had to do stuff at work like make videos and stuff they're training videos so it's not you it's I remember what your you're doing <laughs> oh my god oh my god <laughs> far out yeah anyway we had fun and so stay tuned and it sucks like it's so unfair that one of the three of us has Shannon. already seen the freaking photos yeah. and you and I are sitting here yeah. we have no idea well you yeah you are like that you have those feelings I'm like Shan I don't want to see I only want to see the ones that the are ready edited. for my eyes yeah. I don't want to see all the messed up stuff that she's seeing right did now did you like did you want to know what sex your baby was no. No, see, see, we're so opposite. Of I course wanted we're to know. opposite. I made up reasons, excuses no. to have to have an early ultrasound of the of the like the scan that you go to where you can find out what the sex is. I yep. made up an excuse to have to have an ultrasound like two weeks before that so that I could find out early because I couldn't wait. I just love that beautiful surprise at oh. the end. We found out that Maya was a girl During a couple of weeks before that okay. she was born. But that was I can't remember now why. It was like a, we got to that stage and um, Peter, my obstetrician, was like, do you want to know? I'm like, oh, okay, because <laughs> I think I said, oh, I think it's a girl. And she's like, do you want to know? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And then she just like nodded, nodded. something like yeah. that. So it was like, oh, that's so cool. I think it was like something silly like I want to have a, a little uh, outfit for the baby ready. Yeah. But I was quite committed to buying a girl and a boy one. didn't really matter. And with Luciana... We had an aqua one because we didn't know. And I, this is why sometimes I struggle with trusting what I feel is right or, you know, my intuition because I was certain I was having a boy. Mm. And I spent dead set that entire night with her the first night when she was screaming at me so I got no sleep but just looking at her going, you're a girl? <laughs> what am I going to do with a girl? <laughs> what am I going to do with a girl? That's so funny. It was scary. It's funny. Like, <laughs> was there's so, so many people that I speak to, like mums that I speak to that say that. Like I thought I always thought I'd be a boy mum. Yeah. But I always thought I'd be a girl mum. But yeah. I ended up the opposite. Opposite. Like, I isn't thought, it yep, funny how we hundred percent we have, I would have been, that. Yep. But I like I feel as though in my mind I thought having boys might be semi easier emotionally. <laughs> I thought, you know, feed them, exercise them. They'll be fine, you know, straight down the line, not the emotional sort of side. It's funny. I was speaking to a doc. <laughs> I was speaking to a doctor years ago, and I don't like, you know, it was just a conversation by the by, and he had boys and girls, and he was like, you know, boys are more like dogs. They wag their tail. They're great. They're happy speaking to of. see you. Yeah, all of that sort of stuff. And girls are more like cats. Yeah, you know? they've got to be. You know, there's a little bit. And I, ever since that conversation, I was like, mm, I think mm. I'd rather. I think I'd rather dogs. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm gonna have boys. So sorry, girls. I probably went to that the second I found out I was pregnant, which was mm. not planned. It was a surprise the first time round. So I probably just went to, oh, please, please be a boy. Mm. But, yeah, I obviously now wouldn't change anything for the world. I couldn't oh. imagine what to do with baby boys and doodles and getting weed on, changing nappies and all of that. Like, It's a lot. 
Yeah. Like no one told me that you have to put the doodle down. Very messy. Otherwise yeah, they wake the up nappy. wet. Yeah, yeah, no one told me until yeah. Harley was like maybe six weeks old. <laughs> so it was just this like sleep deprived. Constant wetness. Sore tits, nipples raw, yeah. changing wet clothes, sheets, everything like every five seconds because no one told me to put the doodle down. Yep. Simple life-changing advice. As are nipple shields. Just yes. saying. Yeah. Didn't really use them. I did. Yeah. I had the biggest meltdown because I accidentally threw it out in my tissues of tears one day yeah. when I had a meltdown mm-hmm. and threw the nipple shield out because they're clear. You can't see them. Yeah. The silicone Yeah. Yeah. Threw it out. I thought I'd had a meltdown. Oh. I, oh. I just wanted to die. Hard yards. And I, rung the ho- I had Matt ring the hospital and just say, where do you get these nipple shields? Because the midwife gave it to me at the hospital. You worked at a chemist when you were younger. I guess that's not what you pay attention I was to. 12. Yeah, that's not what you're looking at. And my career at- finished there when my hand went through the conveyor belt. Oh, that's a good story. Yeah, that is a good story. Literally went through the conveyor belt. Literally. Got degloved. Mm-hmm. It's the that's only time anything on my left side. medical term has had some kind of trauma. Every trauma I have had is on the right side of my body. What's that? Tell us the side indicative of... Masculine, feminine. Left being? Left being masculine. No, it's not. Just Laura jumping in here for a quick correction. Tracy has let me know that the feminine side is the left side. And I think we actually return to this during the podcast later on, but she's called me and I'm just jumping in here now to um, add the correction in here as well. Thanks, guys. Interesting. Because that's more in line with what our listeners have actually come here for to listen to, (laughs) not... um... Ramble, ramble, ramble. (laughs) Yeah. We've put up with lots of ramblings. I mean, we haven't. You guys have. What were we meant to talk about today? Well, have we got through everything we <laughs> wanted to talk about? I think that I we know. have. So we wanted to talk about uh, the interesting topic of um, spiritual bypassing, toxic positivity, that kind of spiritual community wow. that's like hashtag love and light that's all really fluffy and wooey and it just gets so misappropriated in the uh, much deeper world of spirituality, really. Mm. And it's interesting the more you dig into it and it can be quite annoying yeah. to be, for want of a better way to put it, misrepresented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think um, the thing, like, personally from from... Um, just from my experience and lived experience. Um, so I know. Sorry about Dash. <laughs> Sorry about the kids yeah. and the dogs. And- yeah. Um, the, I mean, spiritual bypassing is obviously completely different to toxic positivity and spiritual bypassing really is so annoying to me because um, it, and it's not annoying from judgment, but it's annoying in the sense of um, like people I being just, misinformed. Well, not just misinformed, missing out oh, on deeper, deeper. Mm. Uh, and I know that they're supposed to be where they are. Yeah, and I know that it all is happening the way that's supposed to happen. But it's when it's told directly that this is the be all and end all. To, to those people that are then never going to search and seek and leave their opportunities open, 
Um, like I'm not saying that I do everything the right way, but I know that this is one thing that I definitely do the right way, which is when someone comes to me, they move through me. Don't stay. I don't want you to stay. <laughs> come and go as you please. Like all of my clients do. They come and go. Yeah. But I do not want me to be your stop. Like I am not a cul-de-sac. They learn what they need to learn and how to sustain that for themselves. Stay seekers. And so it is institutions. It is certain ways of doing things, whether it's modalities or um, like, I don't know, from the top of my mind, I'm just thinking of Kundalini right now. And that's only because I was doing a Kundalini prayer today. Oh. <laughs> um, so I, I like, like I, there's a lot from Kundalini that I really, really, really respect and love. Um, there's lots of things that I love about all different types of yeah. modalities or ways of doing things and themes and concepts or whatever. But the, 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 the thing that like bothers me and upsets me on some sort of like soul, not really a, a human level, but more of a soul level. It's like your, uh, like, it's like these, the people who are the gurus in the situation or the teachers or the facilitators or the mentors or the guides. It's like they're capt- capturing them and they're keeping them. Yeah. For an ego, for like their own personal reason, and they might not consciously know that. I think a lot of people do, but there are obviously also people who aren't consciously doing it, and that's preventing not only your students' growth or your your clients' growth, but it's preventing your growth. And there's something on like a, a soul level for me that just feels so turned inside out with that. Like I feel it in my gut. I don't think about it. I feel about it. Mm. It's like we're not supposed to capture people and keep them. They're supposed to be able to move. They're supposed to be nomadic. Energy is supposed to flow, not get into a corner and just hang out. In the not corner. reliant on as well. It's, yeah. not a, it's not a dictatorship. It's kind of like organised religion, how that's ended up. Rather 100%. than looking at the philosophy and the principles and the ways of the living, you're being told how this is interpreted. You're being not even just told. Um, you're being held accountable for living a way that you're told to live rather than applying principles to the way that you live. Yeah. Yeah. So when you've got a figurehead of any type, bringing people back and um, interpreting and translating, it's a slippery slope, isn't it? And like you were saying, some people consciously do it and other people unconsciously do it. But it's a really, again, when you're in those positions of power, for want of a better word, it's a really privileged position. And if that person isn't seeing it as self, as such and they're abusing that power, it's it can be dangerous. That's it. And they're like, I mean, they're the people that eventually get caught at yeah. some level. Yeah. But when you, when you think that you have found the Holy Grail, when you think you've found the answer or the only solution or the only way um, and that no one needs to go any further, no one needs to seek, um, that you have the solution to everything that everyone's about to go through. Oh, Schnooky, come on. Good boy. Oh, jeez. 
Come on, you can sit down now. Down. <laughs> That's the dogs and the kids going well crazy. I've asked them to move and be a little bit more quiet. So we could either fail or <laughs> succeed just roll at this. With it. Yes. Just just rolling. There's no other grown-ups around to help us, so it's just us doing Thank you, sweetheart. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's like it's to think that like if I was to put myself in a position where I thought that I was going to be the solution for everybody yeah. at all stages of their life, like who the fuck do I think I am? Also, yeah, well, true. Yeah. And But the thing is it's taking advantage of people as well. Oh, who absolutely. Are in like um, vulnerable people. Vulnerable, but also like that have a false sense of empowerment. Yeah. Because what you offer them feels good. Yeah. It's fluffy. That's what when I refer to fluffy, that's what I mean. The stuff that feels good through spirituality. I do I do lots of things that feel good for me. I don't think that that is necessarily fluffy. But that's what I refer to with the fluff. It's just feeling good folk- is healing though as well. Oh yeah, but I'm talking about like the kind of fluff that just keeps people staying because it makes them feel good. So you get them kind of it's like a drug. It's like they're addicted to the feeling of To the high. Yeah, they're addicted to this feeling of community, connection, love and all of that. But when they keep them there, there's no growth in that. We have to flow. We have yeah. to go through cycles. We have to, like, you have to go through cycles. It's just part of the soul evolution. Yeah. So humans that sit in spiritual bypassing, what they're doing is they're finding something that... Um, makes sense to them in this moment in time and they're using that to to avoid doing any more work. It's the avoidance, isn't it? Yeah. Like honouring where you're at is one thing and allowing yourself to be there for as long as you need to be. Some people wouldn't progress past that until they're ready, which is totally fine, which is different to somebody that is, how would you say? Avoiding what actually needs to be addressed. Yeah, yeah. So there's like naivety and ignorance and then there's intentionally avoiding. Yes, it's the intention behind it, I suppose. Yeah. And then there are the leaders of that community or that spiritual solution, whatever it is, that are not aware enough to be able to say, well, maybe, maybe it's time to move on. They're enablers. Yeah. Of keeping them. Yes. But then they're doing stage. things that make them feel good. Yeah. But they're just keeping them at yeah. the level that they're at or yeah. in the, like just in the evolution that they're in. There's no evolution or expansion. It's just keeping you where you are. It's just a new level that feels good. Dependent. Yeah. But if, like, there are, like, I have people that are clients or ex clients that you can tell they're dependent. And I figure out the quickest way to stop them from being dependent on me. Mm-hmm. Or dependent on what spirit has to say is probably the both. It's actually probably both. Um, but then there are people who, um, who you know, are ready to ready to realize that you're just a stop along the way, um, and they're kind of dependent on you in the short term, mm-hmm. and they're and then you know that they're going to be okay. To go. So there's, you know, when they say when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Yeah. 
the act, do you know the whole thing of that? No. It's actually when the student is ready, the teacher appears, but when the student is really ready, the teacher disappears. That makes total sense. Do you set that up? Because obviously now your one-on-one sessions, like one-off, for want of a better word, you don't do them, you like work with people over a course of time. Um, Do you say at the outset when you're setting up that relationship, do you say we're here for a period of time and by the end of it you're going to be less dependent on me? Like do you set them up for this is how the relationship is going to look? No. 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 I think... Because it's different for everyone or... Yeah, and I qualify Mm. the people that I work with. Oh, yeah. So you've sort of screened them already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, yeah, they're kind of vetted. Yeah. Um, but I am nobody's vice. Yeah. Like to, to be, like that makes me feel claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah. Like I like to be wanted. Yeah. I like to be needed like a normal person does. Yeah, that connection. Yeah. Obviously. But I want like my quickest goal is to get you to do yeah. What what I know you can do. Yeah. To get you to to listen to your own intuitive awareness and guidance, to feel comfortable with um applying it and integrating it into your life. Yeah, this is what you do. To yeah. develop your own faith system. Yep. Your own relationship with whatever guides, whoever it is that you like. I don't tell you who they are. I just tell you no, the structure of, of it all. Yep. And then you get to you like I just point you in the direction mm. and you, you get to discover what resonates yeah. yeah and I don't know how to teach you all that stuff I don't mm. know how to teach you about all the angels and all the gods and all the goddesses no. I know a little bit about a lot yeah when it comes to that kind of what stuff you're here for no yeah. I'm not a one-stop shop no I don't pretend to be and I yeah. don't want to be yeah so you have that awareness within yourself you know what that transaction and what that relationship is going to look like, the beginning, middle and end. Yeah. I was just wondering how much when they're going into it, how much they're aware of what that's going to look like. Uh, they're pretty what aware. What to expect. It's, um, I've never had anyone be unaware or mm. I've never had it the other way around. Yeah. Well, knowing you as I do, <laughs> I don't think people would be left wondering. But <laughs> No, I was what just curious. Saying? Like, you know, <laughs> you have such an understanding of how that relationship is going to work and <laughs> I love the word journey, how that journey is going to be for them over that process in time. I was just wondering how much they are comprehending or how much their expectation actually meets reality over that. And I know that would change person to person what they're actually working on. But the principles tend to be there's a beginning, there's a middle, there's an endpoint. Yeah, and so I think the fact that it's been like a a, ter- a term, so yeah. it's been ten weeks. Yeah. Um, and so there's a beginning and an end. Yeah. So that's just natural kind of assumption, yeah. I guess. Yeah. That's just like you're going to take me through what's like a course, but mm. it's not, but it is. Mm. Um, and that there is an end. So we get to that end, and it's like now what? Yeah, exactly. That's but what I mean. <laughs> the end for me is is the eighth session, not the tenth. Yeah. So they're the eight. The now what ants question doesn't come. Yeah. Because they know what That's by session built eight. In. Yeah. yeah, you've addressed that yeah. accordingly. Like yeah. I just showed you just before we started recording, a client texted me who I would normally see every yeah. Tuesday. And she's just like, I can't wait to uh, like to tell you something exciting that's just happened. <laughs> and when we first started, which was eight weeks ago, 
Nine. I've just been corrected. Nine weeks because next week, next week is the ten weeks. So nine weeks. Ago, I love how they drop in straight away with the correction. Yeah, standard. It's my life. Thanks, guys. Yeah. So uh, nine I need weeks. a bit of that help sometimes. I swear it. Mm. Why don't I get that help? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, go on. But nine weeks ago, we started out like with so much resistance. Like this girl, session two, I actually ripped her a new one. I love how there's resistance from someone that has signed up and invested. There always is. I love that. That, But it's because they're ready to finally deal with it. So it's usually when their ego is going to be fighting oh, the hardest okay. battle. okay. Of course. That makes perfect sense now mm. that you say it that way. But this client in particular had, I mean, everyone has fair reason to be where they're at. Yeah, of course. But she had specific circumstances that were quite outstanding. Wow. Um, that kind of gave her, it's like fair, fair yeah. that you are in the shit that you're in, fair. Yeah. Um, but so session one, ready to go. The week that you have to do your work. Yeah. Session two. Mm-mm, not pretty. Not having a bar of it. Yeah. I was getting death stares. She's going to laugh when she hears this, but I was getting death stares and I ripped her a new one. That'd and- be me, Hundo. <laughs> Hundo, I'm there. (laughs) Session three, between one week, like at the same time, ripping her a new one was like, I will not let you fail. I will not give up on you. And you will not waste their time. So that's obviously what was required. But in love, there is love that feels good and then there is tough love. Yep. I have no problem being the tough love, like yeah. Mr. Nice Guy, Mr. Nice Mr. Nice Girl, whatever. Like whatever I need to be is what I'm going to be because I am choosing to do this with you. I have been brought here to do this with you Yeah. and I refuse to let your ego mm. have me fail and have you fail. You're not going to compromise that. Yeah. Yeah. So basically I just said to her, I'm showing up for you. Give me the respect and show up for yourself because I know you can. They're telling me you can. Otherwise, they wouldn't have said yes for you to be a client of mine. There are people that I say no to. Yeah. Yeah. So between week two and week three, one week, completely different person. (laughs) So from week three, we actually started doing some really good, solid, Mm. nitty-gritty work. Nice. So her vision board had a specific item on there that she's wanted and she's just like, oh, you know, like I've got all of these obstacles in the way. Today is, so we just done week nine session this week. Yeah. So from week three to week nine, six weeks or five weeks really kind of thing. Yeah. And today she sent me a text and I can't wait to tell you. I've got something exciting to tell you and I just get this grace and ease in capitals with a photo (laughs) of the thing and it's got a solid sign. It's got a name on it. It's getting delivered this week or this week coming. Wow. And it's like all those obstacles in such a short period of time and it's like those obstacles are there for you because you're holding on to frequency inside of you. The obstacles are just a representation of the frequency that's inside of you. Stop looking at those obstacles. I <laughs> off the obstacle yeah. and let's just do, follow me. Listen, trust the process. Let's deal with this frequency. I know it doesn't make sense to you, but just trust me. Yeah. She did. She did the hardest work. Like wow. She's been my favorite client in this round. 
in this term because she has just showed up for herself from someone who was so like self-sabotage-y, not mm. choosing herself, kind of really sitting in, like in her shit. Yeah. She's just had the most dramatic transformation. Wow. And on a new moon today that it's happened, it's just so fucking cool. And it's so funny because today, literally at like 2 o'clock this afternoon, she's like, Tracy, can you please update my log? Because I want to do my new moon intentions. And so their log call is like their log is something that I take the notes for them during our call. So they don't have to worry about it. They could be present. So I took oh, all the notes. Oh, great idea. Yeah. Um, and I do it as immediately afterwards because otherwise I don't remember anything. Yeah, of course. Um, but lately... Google Drive <laughs> has not been automatically sharing it with people. Like it, I must have changed a setting where I have to intentionally share it with them or something, but I haven't oh, had time okay. to be able to go in and have a look. It and might have done an update. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But it, she wasn't seeing it on her yeah, end. Yeah, okay. So I had to send it through. And what was written on that sheet was the intention she was going to set today about this thing that oh, she wanted wow. in order to manifest it. Yeah, she's going and to have it, to think of something else. <laughs> that's exactly what I just texted her. I just was on my phone a second ago when I shouldn't have been when we were recording when you were talking and You're I'm like so replying. Naughty. Yeah, it's just like, now you got to think of a new one. She's like, onto it. Yeah. But like, that's freaking amazing. But I've taught her how she has done that along the way. Yeah. She knows the how. She knows the formula. Yeah. She doesn't need me anymore. She can come back and say, am I doing it right? Yeah. Can can you help me navigate this? Yeah. But I, I don't want to be the answer or like you've got mm. to come to me to know how to do something. That's right. It's not yep. what I think I'm here to do. I no. think I'm here to teach you how to do it. Yeah. And expand you because you can. And it would be selfish for me to think that you can't and you shouldn't. Yeah, more words come to mind than selfish. It would be dangerous, but anyway. 100%. And yeah. that's cultish. Ooh. <laughs> Interesting mm. and very intriguing. Yeah, but I don't Cults, want. But yeah. Very. I don't want. I don't ever want to appear as someone who. It's like. Culty. Cult, yeah. <laughs> I have so much fear about it. It's just like, no, I'm not a cult. Not fear, but it's just like, because um, I listen to them all day, every day. <laughs> the it's podcast just, on cults yeah, yeah, you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, you're not. No. Um, Definitely But I not. don't, I, but that's a really, it's a really just a great way to explain kind of like what spiritual bypassing can be sometimes as well. That, that, that there's that toxic fluff part of it where it's just like, yeah, you've arrived at a place that feels great. The people are amazing. You love it and you feel good, but you are not growing. You're not, yeah, you're not doing the work. You're not dealing you're not with growing. the stuff that you're there. You might have dealt with a lot, mm-hmm. but like I've said before, I'm still alive. Mm-hmm. I haven't learned everything I'm supposed to learn yet. Yeah. No one has until that, the day yeah. you die. And the spiritual bypassing and perhaps the toxic positivity with the love and light. Yeah, so... Let's talk about that. I don't think love and light's really toxic positivity. I think love and light's really misunderstood. Yeah, well, misappropriated. What, what do you think when someone says love and light? It depends who says it. Okay. Have you ever heard me say it? Not love and light, <laughs> but it's a term that gets bandied about. It does. And I get love 
always like I love coming from a place of love Mm -hmm. and I get the in light Mm -hmm. and when someone says love and light you can really tell that they're just throwing a phrase around without that intention of true love knowing what it means and working as a light worker that's really interesting in the light okay so talk to me about like you mean like true love from them no I mean if well, the, yeah, the person saying love, acting from a place of love. Mm-hmm. So love and light is actually, when, when it's used correctly, mm. are you ready? Yes, please. <laughs> love and light when it's used correctly. So love is actually what I wish for you. Mm-hmm. It's not what I'm giving you. Mm. I'm giving you love. Okay. Because if you love yourself, mm-hmm. if you receive love, mm-hmm. if you let love in, mm you'll be right. So you wish love for that person. So love and light, it's like saying have a good day. Mm. Like I wish you a good day. I wish you love. I wish you self-love, like pure love. Mm -hmm. But for you to have it, for Mm. yourself, not to need it from me. For, for, yeah. (laughs) Like it's inner love. I love myself so I don't need it from anyone else. Yeah. But there was a time when I didn't. Yeah. And so, so when yeah, you, okay. I just think it's weird that you wish that for someone else because I would wish them, I would wish it like them to get it for themselves, not wishing it on someone. But it's not wishing on them. Mm. It's just wishing it. It's just like, it's just like a, um, like an intention that you have for that person's soul. Mm-hmm. Like I wish everyone love. Yeah, I wish everyone absolutely. finds self-love. Well, I think that's exactly what I was saying. I'm coming yeah, from yeah. a place of love. But it's like yeah. if we were to really like expand on the on the term love and light and mm. it was to be a full sentence, mm. it would say something like, it would read something like, I, I wish for you that you find self-love. Yes. And receive that love. That's what, it, that's what love means in yeah. love and light. That makes perfect sense. The light part is that whatever darkness you have, whatever ego, shadow, whatever you have, that you find light to transmute that. Absolutely. That you do transmute yep. it. Yep. So I'm not sending you my light. Mm-hmm. I'm not sending you my love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I am by the fact I am because I have you the are. love and yeah. the light. I yeah. am love and light. So I, I, with my love and light, I hold the, the prayer, Exactly. I guess. Yeah. For you yep. to have love and light come your way. Absolutely, yeah. That would be my understanding of it. Yeah. Yeah, not wishing it on them but coming from that place yourself. But it's both. Well, the of only course, reason why I can there wish is a it for you is oneness. because I know it. Yes, exactly. So you're bringing that to the surface in order for them to acknowledge, to see, to receive, but it's coming from you Yeah. in a sense that you're demonstrating it mm-hmm. yeah I think we're saying similar things mm-hmm. I think it's just the interpretation yep <laughs> <laughs> you're looking at me left at the moment yeah to be you're, able just, to... <laughs> you're just looking at me like <laughs> that's not it I've been running on adrenaline for two weeks hey like just leave yeah. me alone no no it's, it's... like I'm not I'm not disagreeing I'm no, just trying to Understand. But that's making me feel like I'm not articulating myself clear enough. No, which means you're, if you're not understanding that other people aren't understanding, like our no, listeners. And it's just like, okay, 
come on, guys, how can I explain this in a way? No, I 100% agree with everything you said. Mm -hmm. But when I initially said my understanding, it felt like you were correcting me. So I thought that I had got it wrong. Well. You were just, you were clarifying and further expanding on what I said. Yeah, like the love thing was maybe just like a, a, a little bit of a correction or maybe just mm. like more of a purification of what yeah, you're, you're saying. Yeah, you're like expanding a, on it because, I yeah. yeah, when I say like with love, I'm coming from the deepest love. But that's with love. Whereas exactly. the term love and light yeah. is not with my love. With Tracy. Love, yeah. Yeah, but that is not what love and light means. Mm-hmm. The love in love and light mm. is that I love you so much mm. Or I love you as a soul. Yeah, or as I just a person. have that general love, love. like just because love. you're exactly. a human. Yeah. So I, I, with with my love, mm. with my full love mm-hmm. as a being. Yeah. I send you mm-hmm. the the intention mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. are able to have your own version of that. Mm-hmm. To feel that for yourself. Yeah, so it comes yes. with love and mm-hmm. from love. Yep. But that's not the point of it. The point of it is that you have, you get. To draw that out within them, to rec- for one person to recognize that within themselves. Correct. Yes. We so it, got there. Yeah. <laughs> and then we the got light's there. exactly the same. Yes. 100%. To recognize that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so if someone does say love and light, their intention is probably beautiful. They probably love that saying, love saying love and light, and there's nothing yep. wrong with that. You no. know, like it's beautiful when someone says something lovely. Yes. Um, but most of the time it gets thrown around and people don't actually really know what they're saying. Well, look how long it just took us to <laughs> clarify. <laughs> and that's my fault. I'm sorry. It's not your fault. There's, there's no just fault. noisy in my head. Well, it's good to expand on these things and mm. that's why your um, your perspective on it is so valuable, mm. truly. And then toxic positivity. Yes. So this is where it's just like, oh, it could be worse. You know, like I just lost my whole house in a flood. Yeah. But at least I'm not like in you in the Ukraine. But we didn't die. But we didn't die. Yeah. Um, in like, oh, you know what? I've had to flee my country, mm-hmm. but at least my children are safe. Yeah. And I've got to be mm. grateful for that. And I don't get to be sad. I don't get to be angry. Yeah. I don't get to be disappointed. I don't get to be afraid because it could be worse and I didn't die. Life yeah. will go on. That's toxic positivity. And I think in the spiritual sense some people can feel um pressure not from other people but maybe on themselves to um to look for that straight away without feeling the feelings and without going through everything they're going through like it's like a survival coping mechanism yeah they can feel pressure to always look for the bright side always look for the positive side especially if you're around people who can't handle your emotions yeah so like people might be just like i'll just suck it up like it's not like you lost your job at least you've got a job yeah exactly suck it up at least you can go and live with your parents yeah 
suck it up. At least you can afford to go and buy new clothes. Yeah. Or people like, that feel uncomfortable and sometimes they think they think that they're being helpful by applying a helpful perspective by going, yeah, well, at least you didn't do this or have a look at those people. Yeah, and and it comes from a good intent. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, But then there's also like um, the people who that do it because they don't want to burden others. Yeah. So it's just like I'm fine, like it's all good. I've I've got my family we're all healthy and that's all that matters because they don't want to worry any other people. So they project toxic positivity. Yeah. yeah. They project positivity, but inside they're just denying themselves they're not, help and connection yeah. and support. Yeah. And you've got to kind of figure out, like if you are a toxic positivity person, mm-hmm. you've got to figure out your reason. Why? Like, yeah, because it's yeah. not, like we've just said, like it's not the one fit for all. Like there's not one answer as to why people are like that. People pleasers. Yeah. Me. Yep. Yeah. Or totally. people that are just afraid, you yep. know, like, oh, we, yeah. like after our episode last week with Caitlin, you know, there are far more DV relationships out there than obviously you and I or maybe me, like maybe a little bit naive to how many relationships there are. Well, it's nice to be naive about it, isn't it? Because it's fucking scary. Yeah, it is. Um, And sad. Yeah. But I would imagine that at some level those people have a toxic positivity inside of them because they don't want to. That's what keeps them going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's what keeps them going, but they also don't want to, um, like they don't probably maybe want to open themselves up to being ridiculed or um, put down by their partner. That is, that is abusing them, like emotional and mental abuse. Like yeah. unless you're happy, it's just like, why are you whinging? I just bought you, you know, a new outfit or yeah. a, like a new car or you just got to go out to dinner to the restaurant that you wanted to go to. Why, like what are you whinging for now? And so that that always appearing to be grateful for what they have and for their life. It's a survival. Yeah, maybe. Because there's so many different. Yeah. There can be toxic positivity for survival and there can be toxic positivity because you're just an idiot who <laughs> is, like, seriously, at the very far extreme, you're just an idiot who, that's, that's just me getting on that soapbox little bit just there. You're not an idiot, but. Oh, I was so like, in my head I'm going, no one's an idiot. <laughs> no, I know. You're not an idiot. It was more just like a, a freight, like a turn yeah. of speech that I shouldn't have said, but. You kind of are doing an idiotic thing because <laughs> you're not an idiot. Yeah. You're doing something what you're doing that is idiotic. A good choice, maybe. <laughs> well, you got to call it what it is. Yes. It's an idiotic thing to do. That's why idiotic is a word. Mm-hmm. It exists for a reason. It has a definition. Look it up. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. I do idiotic things daily. Yeah. Oh, I'm but sure I'm we idiot. all do. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Toxic positivity yeah. on the other extreme end is because you're being idiotic. Yep. You're either, and get this one, you're an attention seeker. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go so on. Say more. I know a couple of people in my life yep. who, well, they're not in my life anymore. Oh, right. But I've had them in my life. Yeah. That are toxic positivity. Right. Because it garners them. It's almost like reverse psychology. So it's like, oh, no, all I need is this. And I'm fine. It's all good. Ooh. And then what that does is have people pander to they them. They like the attention. They like the attention. Okay. Wow, like, yeah. that's quite manipulative. Very. Wow. It's also a little bit narcissistic. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Yikes. Yeah. 
So you have those ones. Who's got time for that shit? Well, people who have very, very low self-esteem and confidence. Because they're deriving it from other people rather than being their own source of all that. And that can be a learnt thing. They could have been Absolutely. brought up in a home, and that that's could what, be a self. Yeah. Um, and that's what survival the, thing. That's where what my experience has come from yeah. with the people that I'm referring to. Yeah, they they learnt this behaviour. Yeah, they just learnt that that's how you exist, and you just don't know any better. Mm-mm. And some people never do, mm. and that's just where people are at again. Yeah, but nonetheless, yeah, whatever. However, you get to toxic positivity. Yeah, why it's toxic is because it prevents you from feeling the emotions yes. that you need to feel in order to transform and evolve. You're avoiding feeling the emotions. Correct, which means the emotions become toxic to you, literally. And build up. Build up. Stored. Become so dense that they turn into something physical and you get sick. It's so a thing. It's toxic. Yeah. Well, it's every, everyone's thing. Yeah. Like it is the cause of everyone's dis-ease within their body mm. is not toxic positivity but a build-up of density yeah. and not flowing through. Yeah. So not there's lots of things that doesn't. that cycle of yeah. feeling and releasing, transmuting. Yeah. It's holding on to it. Mm. And so toxic positivity is just one of those ways that that occurs. Yeah. yeah. But that's why it's toxic mm. because it doesn't help anybody. It just placates the situation. Yep. It enables. Correct. Yep. It um, perpetuates. Yeah. Like I'm probably like, like I am a realist. Mm. I never was um, until I healed and I've just realised the quickest way to healing and transmutation and transformation is being completely real about what's happening as quick as I possibly can. Yeah. Sometimes I don't know what's real straight away. I'm human. Yeah, of course. And my ego sits there and makes it look like something different. But sometimes it's deep and sometimes there's layers. So it's not always straightforward. Yeah. Sometimes you do have to sit with it a bit and do some reverse engineering to figure out what the fuck just went on. And sometimes it's not just yours. Absolutely. Like it's a shared yeah. thing that kind of dilutes or yeah. disguises. Yeah. yeah. And you kind of have to separate it from it to be able to get a, a bit more of sure. a perspective. Yeah. But being a realist works for me. I don't mm. think it works for everybody, but it works for me and it allows me to just stay in alignment, in flow. It allows me to be in that position where I can hear the, the autocorrects going on all yeah. the time. Like they autocorrected me before. I think at the beginning of the episode, um, we were talking about masculine, feminine and the sides. Yes. Yep. Um, I don't know the question that you asked because I don't even remember, mm. but apparently I gave the wrong answer, I think. Oh, because I said, uh, you said when your hand went through the, <laughs> I want to say mincer, but it wasn't a mincer. No, it was a it, conveyor belt. The conveyor belt. You said that was the only time that side of your body was affected. Yeah. So that's and I asked you to clarify the sides and what was attributed to what side. And what was my answer? Can't remember. Okay. Well, they told me that I got that wrong. So I think I'm probably just wasn't really understanding or maybe not understanding the question, but maybe I the question was asked in a way that made me answer it in a different maybe answer. I know that you've mentioned a left side was attributed to masculine or feminine, but I can't remember which. So was it's which. not. So left side, left side is feminine. Left side is feminine. 
So you must have said masculine. Must I have. really want to <laughs> play this back now. Right side is masculine, left side is feminine. Okay. Yeah. That I know that's right. Yeah. But I feel they picked me up before when you were at the door yeah. telling the kids to be quiet. Which was ages after you said it. I know. But, but they, they were talking they to me and I ignored it. them because oh. I didn't know, I couldn't remember what they okay. were talking about. Like it wasn't an autocorrect, yeah. an, an immediate oh. autocorrect. It was a delayed correct. Were they on loop trying to get your attention? They or? were trying to get my attention, but yep. I didn't know what it was about. Oh, okay. And I think because there was too many distractions going on. But oh, when what, you stopped yeah. and you went to the door, it was, I listened to it yep. and I'm like, I didn't even remember what we were saying. Mm-hmm. But I know it was masculine, feminine, and I've given yeah, a wrong okay. an answer somewhere. Oh. Oh. So you stand corrected. I stand corrected. Thanks, spirit. Thanks, spirit. <laughs> Um, I love it when they do that because I speak so much on autopilot. Yeah. And it's like I could say so much that I don't even know. Do you know, I wonder, I think we all do. A lot of the time, yeah. Do you know? Yeah. And then you're just like, what? Yeah. And it's not until you're thinking back, you're like, what was I even talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Silly. it's weird. Mm. It's um, interesting how much that unless we're presently in the moment and it has all our attention, how much we can just go about our daily life autopilot. unconsciously, going through the motions, autopilot. Like driving somewhere and going, oh, my God, I can't even remember driving here. How bad was that? Yeah, 100%. So bad. Yeah. Um, I had a client yesterday who's a coaching client and it's so funny because when I am in a session and I'm connected, spirit likes analogies and metaphors. Truly. I don't speak in my life in analogy and metaphors, do I? I think that's all I speak in most of the time, especially if I'm at work. Really? Yeah. But I love a good analogy and a metaphor. I don't though, usually do I? No, like, no, in no, my, you don't. Like that's just not me. I don't do it. No. They do it. All the fucking time. Do they do it with words or do they show you something on so video? It's kind of video. like it. No, it's both. It's okay. so, um, or it's all of the, all of the abilities all of happening. The things, yeah. But I, I, I explained it to this client because um, she's just like, oh my God, they really like it. And I'm like, I know, but I'll, the best way to describe it is that um, they don't speak English. Yeah. Sometimes. Some of the sources don't speak in English to me. So... And the concept that they are trying to get through doesn't make sense on a human level. Yeah. It's not something a human can understand. So they kind of have to find the closest thing that a human's going to understand to what the point is they're trying to say. Right. So they work on analogies and metaphors. Like the one that I used last night for this client was if you want a cup of tea. Yep. (laughs) It made me giggle so much. If you want a cup of tea. And they usually um, they usually personalise them to who we're talking to. Wow. I know. Is this, uh, oh, okay. I was so, going to say, you're talking to me about tea, but it wasn't, yeah, no, this no, is no. not for me. So one of my other clients, <laughs> I was just thinking, one of my other clients, she's yeah. a stewardess on a, on a, um, like a, on a yacht, like a oh, private wow. yacht. I know, nice. great job. But they always use like ocean and water and ship and boat. Oh, and I, okay. I don't know that language. Yeah, and so right. I'm using all, they're using oh, all of these words wow. and finding like it's like they've got like a vocabulary box. They know the words, yeah. Well, it's like they've got like if have, have you ever used a spirit box? No, but I've learned about them since yeah. bloody turns out it's haunted. Yeah. yeah. So they, they have like a radio with frequency and words that match frequencies. Yeah. And so spirit can manipulate okay. through the frequency it equals a word. So they emit frequency and the word is translated out to the closest thing that we can understand. Yeah, okay. So it's kind of the same, but this 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 one was a cup of tea. So if you want a cup of tea, 
you can't just have the hot water ready. Like you have to go and boil the kettle yeah. before the tea can be ready. Yeah. And, and then you need some action before you get a result. Correct. And you need to have some time. And some intention and yeah. action. Yeah, like it time. takes. It's a process. takes a minute and a half to right. boil water. Okay, yeah. At this level. Yeah. You have to have the intention to take the action to go and turn the yep. kettle on, fill You've the kettle up, whatever. To prepare yep. things. Yeah. To get that cup of tea. Yeah. And so the time it takes for you to manifest something that you want, yep. you got to think the universe has got to go fill the kettle up, yep. press the button, wait yep. for the water to boil before it can give you a cup of tea. Yep. So don't think that it can come like a cup of tea could straight away. Yeah. Does that make sense? I love that. Yeah. But they do it all the fucking time. Analogies but I and metaphors. don't speak like that. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. So I know that like I know when they're around – because that's the messages coming in. It's like they're translating their message for you and you're translating that message for the person in front of you. Kind of. Like I understand their language. Yeah. But they know that you won't. Yeah. So they give me the way to do it so yeah. I don't have to think about it because I don't come up with those things. They, It's the, it's one of those times where I start it and I, I get it out mm-hmm. and then I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe they just made me say that. Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it. I just speak it. Yeah. But they say some funny stuff that makes people laugh, but it makes me laugh too. But the phone rang and I had my AirPod in during the session. I totally forgot that I had it in. Oops. And so when the phone rang, it rang in my ear. Yeah. And my whole vibration went down. Wow. That and would do it. It all stopped. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, see, she and, and I was trying to explain something to her. She's like, where's the metaphors and the analogies now? And I was just like, no, they're gone because the phone just rang. So I have to figure out a way to explain this without that. Oh, wow. And I need them back because yeah. I've got to figure out how to translate this and I can't. Mm. So then you went we'll back up my there somehow up. Yeah, yeah. yeah get back up in my own little tricky ways that's secret of the t- tips of the trade well that's a you thing like it's you a know. thing yeah um right so when we're talking about uh we've talked about toxic positivity mm-hmm. but I'd like to touch on the silver linings which is mm-hmm. perhaps the more useful perspective of what sometimes one may say the aim of toxic positivity would um so if we were to call toxic positivity the evil sister, silver linings might be the helpful good sister. Well, a silver lining is the blessing that arrives. So the blessing in yep. disguise. So not to um, well, mistake one for the other. Well, with toxic positivity, there's no disguise there. Mm-hmm. In toxic positivity, as long as I've got my family and we're all healthy, we're okay. There is no blessing in disguise there. It's all very obvious what you are being, what you're doing there is being appreciative and grateful for what you have. Yes. And you're using the 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 concept or the the theory of comparison to make you feel better. Okay, That Great. is an illusion. So when you put someone down, it gives you the illusion of you moving up. You didn't. You stayed exactly where you were and you're an idiot for thinking you moved up. You said that word idiot, again. Idiot, 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 idiot. <laughs> I'm sorry. No one's an idiot. Laura's looking at me as if like, don't be mean to people. Don't be I cool. Am. I'm sorry. It's I could right. be saying worse words. I'm sure. But. I say worse words too. I know. So Sometimes. It's the illusion. So the, diff- the huge difference between being in toxic positivity or thinking positively. Yes. Is that often. Um. And with gratitude. And with gratitude. Like yep. you can be grateful and appreciative. It's not like you're doing it all wrong. No. But, but don't call it a silver lining. 
because mm-hmm. it's not. A silver lining is the blessing in disguise. It, a silver lining comes from the fact that it is the little bit of light that shimmers behind a cloud. Yes. Because the sun is behind the cloud or the moon yes. is behind the cloud. Mm-hmm. It is in disguise. The mm-hmm. light is in disguise. So you don't know what it is until after you have gone through something. It's like the light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. It is something good that comes that you from couldn't see. a situation that usually is not a great situation. Yeah. So they're very yeah. different things. I like this when we were discussing the idea for this episode and I was talking to Tracy for a long time now about um, developing a hot debriefing um, framework to use in my old workplace after critical incidents and I came across a a fantastic textbook that the Queensland Ambulance Service actually use and it's called Finding the Silver Lining and it's used in in the field by trained people that have done this course to do debriefings and it's all about, you know, promoting wellness um, for the ambulance staff um, in perspective shifting or moving on from a situation and finding the learnings and finding what you can take out of that. Yeah. So I included that as a step in the, I love that in the hot debrief. Of course I did. did. It's not always easy to find though, and it might take a while to reflect on. So especially in a hot debrief in this situation. Yeah. um, It's something that you don't necessarily You might not identify when you're actually in the hot debrief, but getting people to be aware that there are silver linings and with time sometimes. You learn to look for them. Yeah. It's true. Just being aware. That's the same with everything though. Yeah. It's like um, when I teach people the techniques that I teach them in my coaching, at first it's just like, oh, can you explain it again? I don't get it. But then... By the end of the coaching, they're doing it like it's coming naturally to them and don't even realise it. And then when I re- when I show them and I repeat back to them what they've just said, I'm like, can you see how you've just done that? You haven't had to get the pen and paper out. It's just become second nature to you. But eight weeks ago, you were yeah. like, uh, uh, I don't get it. I don't know if it really resonates. I can't, can't really get it. Yeah. And now it's like you're using it in like super speed time. Yeah. Because you stayed consistent with it and now it works for you. But there's always the beginning. There's always when we first learn something and how to do something, but it comes down to whether or not we're consistent and persistent and disciplined because the result is better than the pain that we're living in. Yeah. So if you're in a lot of pain or suffering, whether Mm -hmm. it's physical, mental or emotional, how badly do you want to be out of that pain? And if you really want to be out of that pain, then you do what it takes to get there. Yeah. And that includes trying really hard to focus on the silver linings in that case. In a useful and sustainable way as a... Healthy. Yeah. As, um, yeah, not just getting out of it and not working through it. And not going like, oh, at least it wasn't me. Yeah. Or, you know what, they might have, you know, lost their leg, but at least they're still alive. Yeah. Well, I spoke to a beautiful manager um, on maternity after a... Uh, situation where a baby was lost and um, this mum was close to losing her own life and she didn't. And as a result, those other uh, babies that that mum had that were older still had a mum. And sometimes that's all you've got. Mm -hmm. But how amazing is that? Those babies still have a mum. Yeah. And it's so shit. Yeah. 
but you know that's it a, silver is a silver lining. lining. Yeah, and that's that's the part of the in disguise bit. Yeah, exactly. Because it doesn't look like it at face value. No, it sorry, look, that's the dogs. That's that's bamboo and dash playing and have come antagonizing each other, lighten up the situation down yeah. here. But that's that's it. You know, it's in disguise. It might not look like no. It should like it might not yeah. look like a blessing. Yeah, but it is because yep. blessings can be blind. Blessings can be silent. Blessings, They're not our idea of what a blessing should look like. But that's the point of the disguise bit. You, it's it's got to unveil itself in divine time. It's got to unveil itself when you choose whether or not to notice that silver lining. Yeah, and that's evolution. That's growth too. And with time, I like with how time. you said that. Yeah, because it doesn't feel like a silver lining at the time. Sometimes. And sometimes you don't want it to feel like silver lining yet. Sometimes we're not ready. Not ready because we're still on. going through yeah. what we're going through. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't I can't imagine what it would be like for that scenario that you just shared and for that family. And there's many scenarios, isn't there? Yeah. Look around, there's so much. Well, I know like it was really confusing for me when, when I was pregnant with twins. We lost the twin. Yeah. Pregnant. One still pregnant, it's like I don't know whether to be excited because I found out that I was pregnant because of the miscarriage. Oh, okay. So, so you didn't know you I were... didn't know oh, I was pregnant. Let a alone carrying. Yeah. yeah, a miscarriage oh. was what made me realise that I was pregnant. Right. But to find out on the same day that you've just miscarried yep. and, and you're that you're pregnant, pregnant yep. it's like, well, what the fuck? Like, That's very... What am I supposed yep. to do emotionally? That's like very ripping polar opposite. Yeah, yeah. it's ripping yourself yeah. in two ways. Yeah, and so like Matt, he I remember him like because I had miscarried previously in a relationship before oh, okay. Matt, so I had kind of experience with the feelings of what it felt like to miscarry to lose. Yeah, it was very different because it was a twin, and ever since I can remember, I said to anyone that would listen and even people that didn't listen that I was going to have twins. Wow. It was standard. Was like, that a psychic thing? <laughs> probably. Wow. I just knew mm, I was going to have twins. Okay. But also like my mum's a twin. Right. Like there was, I was around so many twins that yep. it might have just been a fascination. Mm. I don't know. But I've just always known I was going to have twins. So when that happened, it's like, oh, be careful what you wish for or be careful yeah. what you say because you did have your twins yeah. But one's here and one's there. That's right. So I was going through those kinds of processes as opposed to the loss, but I wasn't present enough to wit- to recognise that Matt had never gone through that. Matt didn't process it the same way I did. Oh, right. And he wasn't – he was strange. He was really withdrawn and yeah, I was on okay. bed rest Yeah. Um, for fear of the losing the other of one. Of course. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and – he was just really withdrawn and not excited and everything. And it didn't make sense. It was so frustrating because, of course, I was so self-centred and worried about me, worried You're about the baby. You going through your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Plus I had a baby. Like I yeah. still had Harley at home. Yeah. There was one. Yeah. So I had, like, I was so self-centred at that stage. But oh, not, I think that's not intentionally. No. Just a lot going on. Yeah. It's um, a survival thing, isn't it? Yeah. But I, I just wasn't, I just wasn't considerate enough at that point to consider what he might be going through with that. And we yep. spoke about it a little bit later because I worked it out, figured mm. it out, but he's just like, I just, I'm mourning. Yeah. Like that's our baby. 
Mm. Where's it gone? Why is it gone? Like, why has this happened? And I'm not ready to be excited yet. Like, I will be. I am excited, but I'm not ready to feel the excitement yet. Yeah. And, and I suppose was, the fear of losing another one as well. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's an interesting concept to mourn something that you didn't even know you had until you didn't have it anymore. Yeah. That in, in and of itself is fascinating. So layered. Yeah. So many layers yeah. and so many things to go through and to do it in your own time and your own pace. So looking for the silver lining in that, there's many, mm. but he just wasn't ready no. to look. Yeah. And it's he can be forgiven for that. So well, it's like, it's, yeah, it's not something to be forgiven no for, right is it? No right or wrong. No, but I mean process. like in terms yep. of like you can, you can, you know when they say that, it's like yeah. they can be forgiven. It's oh, fair yeah. that they're yeah. going through it's that. understandable, yeah. 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 It's not like I had to forgive him. No, I was like, yeah, it's just an interesting <laughs> choice of word for you. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> yeah. like they can be forgiven for thinking oh, I, that it yeah, was going to rain today yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. rained for the last Fucking 100 years. You know, so it's kind of like. Um, you just, you might not be ready to see that silver lining and that is totally okay. Yeah. But it doesn't is, stop it from being there. There's always. Yeah. Because guess what? The sun is always there and the moon is always there. That's right. So it's, it's always there. It's just when and if yeah. you choose to notice it. Yeah. And that's okay. It's totally okay. All in time. Mm. I'm yeah. probably... A toxic silver lining. <laughs> yeah. I have to reel it in sometimes because people aren't ready to hear that. Because we just move from. Yeah. It's Faster. so quick. Yeah, yeah. So quick. When you. And I like um, the practice of it, not practicing it. It's like putting it into practice. Mm. It's like. Yeah. Um, it's. When you um, practice that. Yeah. It yeah. is. Um, oh, what's the word? It starts with I. Um, it is. Um, oh, no, it's with E, employing it. It's like uh-huh. when we employ yeah. that. Yeah, applying it. Yeah. yeah. Employ, same thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Hmm. <laughs> but like we bring it in to do its job. Yes. So that's cool. So that's a really useful and healthy perspective to adopt for any toxic positivity applicators out there um, now that um, you might be more aware of it because, like we were saying, people can do it completely unconsciously and just yeah. reflexively. Um, Through no real awareness. Like no. it's not like but that's where Thinking they're not being helpful. conscious and deliberate. Yeah, of course. They're and being it all, very intentional. It's all a practice and yeah. it all might come from the best place, which is awesome. So sliding into something like looking for the wisdom of a silver lining will be so healthy and feel so much better. Well, you just, you flow through the emotion. So yeah. when, when you find the blessing in disguise, it means that you've been comfortable with the clouds, you've been comfortable yeah. with the storm or not yeah. comfortable, but you've allowed it to You've allowed it to pass through, over. Do yeah. its job, pull the trees out, flood the house, yeah. do whatever it's got to do. You sat by and let it run its course. Yeah. Yeah. And whether you were kicking and screaming yeah. or whether you were prepared for it. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. And, and it's. Yeah, I mean... Or anywhere in between. Yeah. I mean, my mother-in-law, um, who I adore, she is a toxic positivity. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I have been for so comes, much of my life. Yeah. Yep. It comes from the sweetest space, the most purest mm. heart depth that I've ever felt from anyone. Aww. 
And it's so beautiful that she makes me drunk on toxic positivity. <laughs> it's like she's Potent. one of the yeah, she's <laughs> like one of the only people that I just feel safe in her toxic in the weirdest way. Mm. But it's like okay, this is gonna be this is spirit coming in. Wow. Oh, is this an analogy or a metaphor? Kind of. Nice. Kind of feel it. Um, but you know when like um, when uh, old people. Like especially old ladies, yeah, who have really big bosoms, <laughs> and they hug you, yeah, and it's so freaking awkward. And anyone else hug you like that with your face in their boobs, you'd be like, <laughs> "You're a weirdo." But when it's your nunna, yeah, and they hug you, and it's safe, it's home. It's like rest your cheek on my tit. <laughs> <laughs> it's love. It's so weird, but it is just so safe and comforting, yeah. and. It's just, it's safe and comforting. It's it's like a little home. Yep. And soft, soft and warm. Yeah. <laughs> soft and supple. Yeah. Um, but it's like, that's what her toxic positivity is like for me. Yeah. But because I know that it's just endearing. Yeah. It's not like fake. It's not, um, it's not hurtful. It's not intentional. It's not manipulative. Because you understand it's, the place it's coming from. She's just the sweetest. Yeah. yeah. So when people are like that, just let them be. <laughs> let them be. Yeah. She's an 86-year-old woman. Mm. You know, like I met her when she was just before her 70th birthday. Mm. You can teach an old dog new tricks. I'm not calling mother-in-law an old dog. <laughs> you can teach an old dog new tricks, but sometimes it's better to. left undone. Yeah. The only person we can change is ourselves. And if, yeah. if you're listening and, and it resonates, great. Yeah, work like work on you rather yeah. than pointing yep. fingers and That's figuring right. out. Like stop like going, oh, yeah, I know a person like that. I know yeah. a person that do that. But for a Being second. Being aware of that is one thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because it can, it can take you out of the collective. Mm. But ask yourself, hmm, maybe where do I sit in this? I'm a bit of everything. And maybe it's just a matter of don't judge it. Yeah. But just be conscious, deliberate and intentional about it mm-hmm. to practice it. And, you know, we're recording this on a new moon. So it's, yeah. we're still going to be at the very, very, very end when this episode gets released of some new moon energy in Aries. But it's time like so Aries is the first house of the Zodiac. And so we've started a new a new astrological cycle. new year. Yeah. Yep. Um, but it's also the time where we're most fertile. So anything that you start in Aries season mm-hmm. um, is almost 100% likely to go full term. Got great potential. Yeah. So it's not going to be something that you start and finish. It's like now should be New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Not January because you've got a better <laughs> chance. But, you know, if you're listening to this, maybe you just set the intention to be more conscious, deliberate, intentional about your what you've just noticed is probably a little bit of toxic positivity yeah. going on. Perspectives, yeah. your outlook. Yeah, Changes or maybe everything. not noticing the blessings in disguise. So maybe be more yeah. intentional about noticing that silver lining um, or be more intentional about where you're sitting and whether or not maybe you've gotten comfortable and it feels good and it feels safe and it feels really certain and familiar, but that's actually stopping you from growing. And it's time to, you know, maybe set the intention to open up to new beginnings or new cycles or new opportunities. Yeah. Mm. Good stuff in there. Good stuff in there. This has been a fun chat. 
Yeah, it has. Blacked it. My would, mind has been very busy. Yeah. Uh, well, I've been distracted yeah. with all the chaos of the background lot. noises. So I'm so sorry, sorry to our listeners and thank you so much for sticking with us. And I've got a little um, – I just wanted to share a little thing. Oh, it was yeah. a great little conversation I had um, with a, um, a colleague today and it was just sort of – we had a moment where we were just chatting. She's coming to the end of her career as a nurse and she was reflecting on um, her favourite places that she has worked with in the past because she's done. She's had a few different roles. She's worked in a few different areas and one of the first areas that she was working in um, was palliative care. I... I made that noise too and I said to her, wow, like it takes a special kind of person, um, sort of uh, um, the opposite to the kind of thing that I'm so used to working in theatres, a lot of it is is fixing <laughs> and palliative care is such an honour to be with someone when you know there's nothing to be fixed. Yeah, and um, so we shared that and she was saying, you know, Back in the day, a lot of that care was done in people's homes and there was a fairly, well, a lady in her 40s was nearing the end and she um, she was in her room in her bed and this nurse was preparing cups of tea with the husband in the kitchen and um, this nurse had had a conversation with, with the wife and the wife said, I, I think it's... I think it'll be my time soon. And, um, and the nurse said, well, why, would, why do you think that? And she said, well, it was about 2.30 in the morning. I woke up and I saw a, uh, a grey light or a grey angel. I can't remember now the words. Let's say grey light above me. And the nurse went, oh, that's interesting. Okay. And I think it was then she requested a tea. So then this nurse went out and the husband was already mm. in the kitchen. And the husband turned around and said, oh, um, I, don't think it's, I don't think she has much longer. And she said, why would you say that? And he said it was about 2.30 in the morning I woke up and I saw... I just got full same, body chills same. from the top of my head. And she said, oh, have you spoken about it? And they're like, no, we're not. We <sighs> haven't. We haven't because they were young and I think she was in a lot of resistance that it was even happening. Um, but they went in and they had this beautiful conversation. Wow. And this nurse, oh, my God. I um, know. This like, nurse shoo, that shoo, shared shoo. it with me, um, I've never had a spiritual-esque conversation with her. We just had this, she um, just shared this story today and I just wanted to bring it because I know our listeners story. would love to hear it and um, I didn't necessarily have the permission from her, which is why I've de-identified it as much yep. as possible, but it was so powerful, so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that because that is like... I hope it's okay that I've shared that. Well, I, yeah, my goosebumps said it was. Oh, same, <laughs> off the Richter, but amazing. Wow. Such a and pri- privileged, privileged area to, yeah. to be in. But even for, for the husband, like what a beautiful kind of way to be eased into mm. preparation. Like it's like a preparation. Like it's, it's like mercy for preparation. Yeah. It's like we're, we're going to. For the next yeah, it's like part. when someone's ready for yeah. anything, it's like they 
for someone to be to be given the prepar- like to prepare for something is such a a, a grace and a bit mercy. of a heads up. Yeah, so you can like I mean, I think I've probably talked before about how when I know people are going to die. Yeah. Um, it's like when I was younger, it's like, what's the point? I, I can't do anything about it. It's a big question. Why it do is. you, why, why are you told? Why do you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's so that I can be there for the people who aren't prepared. Yeah. So I get to prepare emotionally and mentally and digest some of it and have like a pre-warning Yeah. so that I, my fracture of energy or my break in energy can be somewhat steadied. Yeah. To hold space for the people who are going to feel it much worse than me. Mm. Um, and it sounds like this person, this man, like that was a gift mm. some, on some level. It's so beautiful. Isn't oh my it? gosh. Yeah. I love those stories. Oh, same. Uh, if And for a nurse to be nearing her retirement, for that to have happened so long ago, yet be so such a powerful moment yeah. in her career. Yeah. Amazing. One of those things that's yeah. the top ten kind yeah. of situation. Amazing. I would love to do um, palliative care or um, like death doula mm. more so. Um, I can't handle bodily functions very well. Um, they like they make me gag. So um, that would be a big problem for me that side of it. But the biggest problem for me would be if there were young children that were not dying but the young children that were that were losing someone yeah I I couldn't I could not get past that like it would be all consuming for me yeah I think oh it must take such a special someone to be able to be in that position could you imagine yeah wow it's a lot absolutely Mm. it's it's a lot thank you for sharing that well that was an absolute pleasure to share I'm Totally hoping it was okay. I feel as though it was. And I know our listeners will hold that in reverence Mm. like I do. Yeah. Really wanted to share it. Sweet. Mm. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Again, another long one. I always think we should make them shorter and punchier. I'm picturing all the people driving, you know, 20-minute drives, half half an hour drives, and this is like, you know, three of those drives. Zero complaints. In four seasons. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And but still. I think that it goes so quick for us when we record. It truly that I does. I think it probably listens quick too. No, oh, bloody hope so. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you guys. Take care wherever you are. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We love bringing Turns Out She's Psychic to you each week at no cost. So if you like what you hear, please consider supporting the show by donating to our Patreon. We are a small operation researching, coordinating and producing the show ourselves. Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the costs of making the show. As a thank you, we'll send you out some Tosby tattoos. We'll give you a Patreon shout-out on the podcast. There's a monthly live Q&A, competitions and giveaways, as well as special book and movie review bonus episodes. For more details, please click the link in the show notes. Of course, if you want to get in touch, send us an email at tospsychic at gmail.com. We welcome your ghost stories and any questions that you have for myself or Tracy. And we'd love it if you left a review and shared the podcast with your friends and family and give us a follow on Insta at turnsout underscore she's psychic. Bye-bye. Bye.